The Money Pit is presented by Diamond Crystal Salt. The benefits are bigger than you expected. After all, you're worth your salt. Diamond Crystal Salt. A brilliant choice since 1886. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we are here to help you with your home improvement projects. Let us help solve the do-it-yourself dilemma that you've been dwelling on. Pick up the phone and help yourself first by calling us at 888-666-3974. Hey, coming up this hour on the Money Pit, fall is in full swing. So you, you might think that planning for the spring gardening is eons away. Well, not true because what you do in your garden right now can help make sure spring is in full bloom next year. We're talking about planting bulbs. We're going to tell you what you need to know in just a bit. Plus, how many times have you gotten all the way to work only to sort of sit there and realize as you're stuck in traffic or parking your car there, did I leave the garage door open at home? It's the worst. And that's going to like egg you all day long. And the only way to know for sure is to head back home, right? Yeah, or, you know, call and harass your neighbor or something. Right. Can you check my garage and then clip my garage open? <laughs> well, not anymore because there's actually an app for that. We've got information on a new way that you can check on your door from anywhere and get this of the world. And also the final installment of our exclusive behind-the-scenes look at this old house, Jersey Shore Rebuilds, airing right now on your local PBS station, sponsored by Red Devil. It's been a wild ride for the three homeowners featured this season. We're going to have updates from all of them and talk about their recovery process. And one caller that we talked to on the air this hour is going to win a $50 gift basket of Citrus Magic solids and sprays. And Citrus Magic air fresheners naturally absorb those odors and replaces them with a fresh citrus scent. So let's get to it. The number is one eight 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 money pit 888 Leslie, who's first? Peter in California is dealing with a water heating situation. Tell us what's going on. We just recently moved into a new rental, and they have really, really hard water. So the tank sounds like it's out there just boiling away. So it sounds like it's boiling? Like Does it sound like it's sort of uh, rustling water? Yeah, it sounds like there's explosions going on in it. Yeah. That's air in the tank, and that's actually not that uncommon. I wouldn't get too freaked out about it as long as it's properly installed has the right size pressure relief valve on it usually it's sort of expansion and contraction of the tank that sometimes is made worse by a little bit of air that gets in there i've heard that kind of sound before how old is this water heater i have no idea we've only been here a month and other people on in our cul-de-sac have the same problem they say it's from the calcium the sediment build up in it yeah well that's that's actually possible so i mean one of the things you can do is you could drain some water off the bottom of it you'd have to hook up a garden hose to it you have to turn it off and wait an hour or two for it to cool off and then you can drain some water off the bottom that tends sometimes to rinse out any of the any of the mineral salt deposits that are built up at the bottom okay because i was going to give that a go i was just wondering if that was one step to go with you could try it you could try it but it's it's usually pretty harmless okay i appreciate that all right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Susan in Pennsylvania is dealing with a woodpecker, except it's not 
not Woody the Woodpecker giving her the <laughs> although he might be as he's making holes in your house. What's going on, Susan? Well, um, thank you very much for taking my call. I've learned so much from listening to this show. Um, I live with my daughter and son-in-law, and there is a woodpecker every morning who comes and has breakfast, compliments of our home. Uh, and my son-in-law has looked, and there is damage, and, of course, he's going to have that taken care of. But um, we're trying to find out how do we deter this woodpecker from coming back or just picking another spot. Does he generally like to uh, pick the same kind of spot? Yeah, he's, he seems to be right over top their bedroom, right in that area. Right oh, great. <laughs> so he can wake them up in the morning. All right. So let me give you a couple of things that you can try that are really easy. One of which is to get some tin pie plates, like the aluminum pie plates. Hang them from like fishing line or, or you know, sort of a thin cord or something so that they sort of dangle in the area where the woodpecker likes to hang out because they really are annoying to the birds and they don't like to see their reflection. They think there's other birds around and sometimes that's all it takes to make them go away. Another thing that you can do is you could take strips of like a plastic hefty bag, cut it into like three inch strips so that it kind of like blows around the breeze. That kind of has the freak out effect and neither of these obviously hurt the birds. You don't want to leave them on for very long, but they, they do work pretty well at keeping the woodpeckers away from your house and maybe they'll just decide that, uh, you know, your neighbor's house is a better place to be. Okay, that's fantastic, yes. I had a woodpecker put a pretty nice-sized hole in in the soffit material of my home, and I was residing and changing out all of the soffit material for, like, one of those Azek type of extruded PVC product that looks like wood, but, you know, obviously the woodpecker's not going to eat it. So I didn't bother repairing this pretty nice-sized hole that the woodpecker made, and in the process of the work happening before that soffit and fascia material came off, a whole family of squirrels moved in. Oh, aren't you lucky? (laughs) Well, thank you very much. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Well, we are just a few weeks away from Thanksgiving and really the holiday season because Thanksgiving and Hanukkah are the same day this year. I mean, that is just crazy. What do you celebrate first? Do you have the turkey and then light the menorah? Well, whatever you are celebrating, you probably have some guests coming over. Your kitchen probably needs some help. Maybe there are some things you just want to tackle to make everything look ultra festive. Give us a call. We'll give you a hand. We're here 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And I think most importantly, we don't judge. So give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT and we'll give you a hand. 888-666-3974. Hey, still ahead, don't put away those gardening tools just yet. What you do now to prepare for spring can make a huge difference in how your garden grows. Learn what you need to know next. The Money Pit is presented by Diamond Crystal Salt. The benefits are bigger than you expected. After all, you're worth your salt. Diamond Crystal Salt. A brilliant choice since 1886. You live in a body pit. It is brought to you by the new Chamberlain MyQ Garage. When you forget, it alerts your smartphone so you can close your door from anywhere on most garage door openers. Available now. For more information, go to Chamberlain.com. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. 
And I'm Leslie Segretti, and the number here is 888-MONEY-PIT. Now, one caller that we talked to on the air this hour is going to win a $50 gift basket from our friends at Citrus Magic. Citrus Magic air fresheners are extremely effective at getting rid of bad smells. I tell you this from experience. Not that I am stinky, but I have an 11-month-old who makes stinky things in little packages that you then put in a bag in their bedroom. It's amazing. (laughs) Do you spray the (laughs) 11-month-old? (laughs) Yeah. I do not. What I actually do is I take the solid air freshener from Citrus Magic and I put it in the diaper pail, like separate from the bag where the diapers well, actually brilliant. go. And I mean, it's amazing how effective it is. So if you are a lucky caller this hour, you're going to get a whole basket of good scents. And it's really a unique formula that you know includes baking soda in the solid air freshener, which just absorbs those odors, and they're all natural, and they work. And they're made in the USA. You can get them online at citrusmagic.com or at Walmart, Target, Walgreens, Kroger, or your favorite local hardware store. Check them out and call us right now for your chance to win that basket of products at 1-888-MONEYPIT. Ray in North Carolina is on the floor. On the floor. (laughs) (laughs) You sound like me. Sorry, Ray. I'm reading what your question's about, and I introduce you as Ray's calling in from the floor. No, we've got Ray from North Carolina on the phone who's got a crack in the garage floor. Tell us what's going on there. Unbelievable. Um, We've had a very small, not unbelievable, but uh, had a very small crack since we moved in, which is back in 1996, and uh, it never really moved. And uh, we had a little earthquake here. I don't know if you heard about it, but it was a small little earthquake, that, the one that affected the, you know, the Washington Monument and all that. Yeah. Right? It did mm-hmm. uh, drag down here. But anyway, I don't know if it's really related to that or not, but um, there's been no cars in the garage because I've had too much junk, unfortunately. <laughs> um, Join the club. Now the, the crack is, is now about a quarter of an inch to, in, in a couple of spots, almost a half an inch wide. And it goes from one end to the other. We're talking about like 17 feet. I don't know what to do. Well, first of all, the concrete floor is not structural in the sense that it's not helping to hold up the building in most cases. Well, and essentially it's right over dirt. Right. Yeah. Think of it as uh, a a very stiff type of flooring because that's basically what it is. Okay. Now, to fix that crack, you're never going to make it go away. But what you can do is seal it. And when you seal it, you stop moisture from getting in there, water that runs off the car, for example, in the wintertime, that could freeze and cause it to move more quickly. So there's a couple of products out there that will do this. I would take a look at a very basic and effective product called Quick Crete Concrete Repair. Basically, it's a crack sealer that's in a tube, like a caulking tube. And you cut the tip off. You try to keep it to about an eighth of an inch if it's a quarter-inch crack. You can fill that crack from one end to the other, let it dry, and then you could put a concrete floor paint on top of that. And so that will make it very difficult for you to see, especially if you paint the floor and you use one of the products that has sort of a color chip in it, gives it a little bit of a pattern. It makes it hard to see. It's not quite as obvious. So I would simply fill it, paint it, and call it a day. Very good. Yeah, it actually is painted now. And let me ask you this. The only other problem I've had in the past, real quickly, is that when I have tried to fill it, um, you know, if I wait too long, it's too high. And obviously, it's very hard to sand down flat or level. Is this a self-leveling product? You know, can I just grind it down with a grinder? Well, it's not going to be stiff like concrete. It's it's a sealer. Okay, I mean, it's it's a repair product. It doesn't. It's not like hard like concrete. But you basically want to put it in so it sits just below the surface. Now, a little trick of the trade is if you have a really deep 
crack, you can sort of stuff mm-hmm. the crack first with a backer rod or some other type of product like that so that the repair material stays up towards the surface. Okay. They have another product called a self-leveling polyurethane sealant. And you know, with that, it will definitely flow nice and even. Excellent. Well, I appreciate your help very much, and I enjoy your show. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Well, we are now knee-deep in the fall, and you might be getting ready to hang up your gardening gloves for the season. But before you do, the experts at True Value suggest that there are three things you should take care of right now that will help make sure your lawn and garden come back strong next spring. That's right. You know, preparing for winter now is going to give you less yard work to do when the warmer weather returns. Not a bad deal, I think. So, first of all, you want to get ahead of the game this fall by mowing your lawn right up until you have... Have your first frost and that's about when the lawn stops growing anyway and it's also the right time to clean and service your lawnmower if you do that now it's really going to be ready to go next season next now is also the time to plant bulbs that flower in spring now flowers like tulips or daffodils need to be planted now to be ready to bloom and add some bright cheery color to your garden when spring rolls around And finally, remember this rule, fertilize before the first frost. Fertilizing now is actually going to help feed your lawn and give it the strength that it needs to survive the long, cold winter ahead, and then it'll come back lush and green next spring. And remember, the local experts at Your True Value understand the pride that you take in all your projects, and they're ready with the products and advice you need to help you get any job done right. To find supplies at a local store near you, visit truevalue.com, and for more project ideas and advice, you can visit startrightstarthere.com or follow True Value on Facebook. Behind every project is a true value. Ben in Illinois is on the line and is having some issues with a water heater. Tell us what's going on. Over a period of time, my hot water stream would keep getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And finally got to the point where I turned hot water on, it would just barely trickle. I disconnected the discharge pipe on the discharge side of the hot water heater and found that the lime had built up so bad in the pipe coming out of the top of the hot water heater that there was just a very tiny hole there. Right. At that point in time, didn't know what else to do. I just took a very large screwdriver and tapped that limestone out of there. Of course, that fell to the bottom of the hot water heater. It's been fine for about four and a half years. It's getting to the point where I'm going to have to do it again. And I've talked to retired plumbers in that, and they told me that what's causing that is reaction between the copper pipe and the metal that is uh, on top of the hot water heater. And I was told that there was like a nipple that you screw on top of the hot water heater and then connect your copper pipe. My question is, what type of metal is that that goes between the copper pipe and the metal coupling on top of the hot water heater? Yeah, Ben, all you want to do is head to a plumbing supply house and ask for plastic-lined nipples. That actually is going to create the um, sort of the bimetal protection or insulation between uh, those two pipes, and that will stop that corrosive effect uh, that you're seeing, and, of course, they'll stop the pipe from clogging as a result of that. All right. Well, I sure thank you for your time and your advice. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. 
Now we've got Bonnie in California. Welcome to the Money Pit. How can we help you today? Uh, we have a condo that we've been rented for 12 years. And when our renters moved out, we were going to sell it. And uh, we saw stains on the carpet, and we thought, well, we'll pull up the carpet, replace it, and just paint and clean up and put it up for sale. Right. Well, when we pulled the carpet back, the cement slab, it's a cement slab, single-level uh, condo, um, 1,600, almost 1,700 square feet with a cement slab floor. And when we pulled back the carpet, we found that it was very damp, and uh, there was that white, fuzzy kind of effervescence or whatever they call it that com- comes mm-hmm. up from the cement. Uh, lots of that. Uh, we tore up all the flooring and thought, well, we'll go ahead and hire a contractor and have it have it all fixed and put new stuff down, and it didn't dry out. It just was damp. But in any case, uh, this problem is not getting solved. We, have, we don't know where to go from here. Um, we want to figure out if there's some way to seal that floor that is going to keep it from, you know, ruining the carpet and wood again and uh and and get it for sale but fix it so that it's so that we can say it's fixed all right well here's here's what i think is going on based on your description if you've got that much of a water source that close to the concrete slab concrete is very hydroscopic i mean it will really absorb water like crazy and so if the ground outside is saturated that is clearly drawing through the concrete into the out into the interior and that's why the, the floor has been so wet my concern is that this could develop if it hasn't already into a mold problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bad news for the condominium association is that if they're responsible for the, ex- the structure of this building, which would include the floor, this is their problem to fix, not your problem to fix. And if I was advising them, I would tell them to stop calling contractors to check leaking ponds and start calling professional engineers that can analyze the building and figure out exactly what's going on and prescribe the proper fix. They've got to think big here, not think small. Because I think they have a lot of liability because it's probably not you. You just happen to be the one that found it. But if your neighbors start pulling up carpet, they're going to probably find the same thing. All that you can do on the inside is really stopgap. I mean, you can clean up the efflorescence. You can uh, you know, put a masonry sealer on the floor. But the problem is that that concrete is going to continue to get wet, continue to get damp. And eventually it's going to pull back into the unit. So I think that you need to have a very serious sit down with that condominium association. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Good luck, Bonnie. Thank you very much. Thank you for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Up next, we are going to take one final look at the recovery effort this old house is documenting at the Jersey Shore, including the major setback one community faced when a fire destroyed their brand new boardwalk. Our exclusive behind-the-scenes coverage of this old house, Jersey Shore Rebuilds, continues, presented by Red Devil. Red Devil's one-time patch and prime is great for painting prep. There's no need to sand or prime, and the unique square tub makes using your putty knife much easier. For special offers and the latest in Red Devil's innovative products, visit saveonreddevil.com. We'll be back with more after this. Hi, I'm Norm Abram from This Old House, and when we're working on our projects, we listen to The Money Pit. On The Money Pit Radio Show, pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home, by calling 888-MONEY-PIT.
The Money Pit is brought to you by Plastics Make It Possible. Reminding you that November 15 is America Recycles Day. When you recycle everyday plastics in your home, you help keep valuable materials out of landfills so they can live on as useful new products. For more information, visit PlasticsMakeItPossible.com. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. When Hurricane Sandy made the Jersey Shore its direct target, hundreds of thousands of homes were destroyed or damaged. Now, a year later, this old house is documenting the renovation of three of these homes in three iconic Jersey Shore towns. And the Money Pit has been given exclusive behind-the-scenes access to bring you the stories of these renovations and the victims behind them, presented by Red Devil. Now, in this week's episode, we learn about a major setback that one shore town faced when a roaring fire destroyed several blocks of newly reconstructed boardwalk. You can watch both This Old House, Jersey Shore Rebuilds, and Ask This Old House on your local PBS station. Ask This Old House is proudly brought to you by Mitsubishi Electric Cooling and Heating. Mitsubishi, live better. Here's our report. The iconic Jersey Shore, known for idyllic beaches, great family vacations, saltwater taffy, and boardwalk memories, has had a rough year, to say the least. Instead of a place for relaxing and enjoying fun in the sun, on October 29, 2012, the Atlantic Ocean became the enemy, fueled unmercifully by Hurricane Sandy, a superstorm that caused unimaginable destruction. And as shore communities struggled to rebuild, obstacles and red tape got in the way. But summer came and New Jersey Governor Christie declared that the shore was open for business. People showed up in droves to show support, both in spirit and with their wallets. One year later, things are slowly progressing, and a new normal is taking shape for those who call the Jersey Shore home. And while some shore communities are years away from being completely rebuilt, there are signs of new life up and down the shore. But one of those communities also suffered a serious setback that was indirectly caused by Sandy months after the water receded. On September 12th, a fire ripped through businesses along a newly rebuilt section of the Seaside Heights boardwalk, just blocks from the site where that iconic image of the Jetstar roller coaster sitting in the Atlantic Ocean was burned into our memories after Sandy. Six full blocks of newly rebuilt oceanfront boardwalk and businesses were charred beyond recognition in a horrific blaze that investigators later revealed was caused by electrical wiring exposed to sandy salt water. It was a one-two punch for Seaside, but the community vows to rebuild yet again. It's a sad scenario that begs the question, should we be building so close to the ocean in the first place? Sarah Monzone is a series producer for This Old House, and her take is that it's probably too late to go backwards, but going forward, there's certainly a lot to consider. Well, the shore is developed, and people are never going to want to live away from the water. They're always going to want to live here. I was told yesterday that 50% of the population of our country lives within 50 miles of the water, and that's the way it's always been. It's just that that 50% now represents a heck of a lot more people. So we have to think about building smart and sustainably, and not just building willy-nilly, and not just building thinking it's only got to last a few years. It's a waste of money any other way than to build smart, and that's what we're trying to do. This old house is trying to help. This past summer, the program filmed their 34th season right here at the Jersey Shore. 
telling the stories of three victims as they rebuilt their storm-damaged homes and educating millions of viewers that, as Governor Christie likes to say, it's possible to be stronger than the storm. The homes featured were built to stand up to future storms, and the architectural design, engineering, and technology highlighted on the program provided inspiration and insight to those who have yet been able to start rebuilding their own homes. It's our job to provide um, best practices. The guys on this show have been doing it for, you know, a third of a century, and um, they really know what they're talking about. We're trying to remain as impartial and as neutral as we can, tell the story as it's happening without injecting our coulda, shoulda, wouldas, and that's our goal. For some shore communities, it's private oceanfront property that needs to be protected, and a group of homeowners in Bayhead are doing just that. Without federal or state aid, they're using their own funds. They brought large boulders in from Pennsylvania and hired a crew to create a revetment system they hope will prevent the sea from breaching their homes in the future. This old house master carpenter Norm Abram was on hand during the project and explains how it works. Well, revetment is a way that you can uh, sort of minimize the damage from huge seas. And a lot of people think seawalls are the solution, but seawalls don't work because they get undermined and then they collapse. A revetment is kind of a clever solution. What they do is they dig down to a particular depth, usually related to the tide, and then they put in a fabric liner, and then they bring in, in this case, they had to bring them from Pennsylvania, big, huge boulders, and they're put together like a puzzle, and they have to be very carefully placed. And the total of the wall and the one I was looking at, I believe, was going to be about 23 feet high. And the front side that faces the ocean is a very uh, low slope, a very low angle, rather than a vertical wall. And then they cover the whole thing with sand. And what happens is when a storm comes through and those big waves are crashing, I mean, we were told they had 30-foot waves coming through here. What it does is instead of that wave crashing into a wall, when it hits this slope, it slows it down so that it sort of it, you know, takes the energy out of the wave as it's approaching the shore. In a lot of cases, that's all you need to sort of stop a lot of severe damage. Jed and Chris Laird have a home not too far from the revetment project. And even though they were advised to tear down their home or even to just walk away, they decided to raise it and rebuild the bottom floor, which was completely flood damaged. Like many, the memories here were just too difficult to give up. We got married on the beach in Bayhead. We had the reception in our backyard, and our two children have grown up here, and they paint seashells and sell them, and they just sit on the front porch and paint, and uh, we just love everything about our house because it's, it's not a McMansion. It's just a, a quaint old Jersey Shore beach house, and it's just so many memories. Rita Gurry lives just north of Bayhead in Manasquan. Ready for a new phase of life, she had just paid off her home and was looking forward to enjoying mortgage-free years. Now, she's starting all over again with a new mortgage and a brand new prefabricated home built safely high off the ground. You know, I, I can actually visualize, I can visualize that you know, this is just, this is like hope. From day one to, to today, from the destruction to the construction to the actual implementation and the, and the setting of my house today, i gotten to a point where I, I've got my life back.
The Money Pit is brought to you by Lutron's new Maestro Occupancy Sensing Switch. Never ask, who left the lights on again? Starting at around $20, this motion-sensing light switch turns the lights on automatically when you walk into a room and off when you leave and works with all types of light bulbs. Learn more at LutronSensors.com. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And the number to call is 888-MONEY-PIT. One caller we talked to on the air this hour is going to win a $50 gift basket from Citrus Magic. Citrus Magic air fresheners are extremely effective at getting rid of bad smells. They come in lavender, pure linen, and citrus scents. And they're available in both a solid and a non-aerosol spray. Yeah, the sprays are made with organic citrus oils, and the active ingredients in their last four times longer than those ordinary air fresheners. Makes a big difference. Get them online at citrusmagic.com or at Walmart, Target, Walgreens, Kroger, or your favorite local hardware store. Give us a call right now for your chance to win. Again, the number is 888-MONEYPIT. Okay, so how many times has this happened to you? You get all the way to work when you suddenly get that panicky feeling and realize, you know, that you didn't do something or you forgot something or maybe you left the garage door wide open. Well, there's not much you can do short of turning around, harassing a neighbor, you know, really getting back to the scene of the garage door open situation and correcting it. Well, not even more, there's a new product from Chamberlain that actually lets you check on the status of your garage door from anywhere in the world. It's called MyQ, and here's how it works. You basically set up your existing garage door opener with the MyQ system. There's no wiring needed. Then you download the MyQ app. And you're good to go. Now, if your garage door opener is from 1993 or later, the system is compatible. And that pretty much covers most openers. But if it's older than that and you're thinking about replacing it, you could pick up a new Chamberlain garage door opener with the MyQ system built in. Now, it's available at Amazon, Apple Stores, Home Depot, and select Best Buy stores. Or you can learn more at Chamberlain.com slash Garage. All right, now we've got David from North Carolina on the line who's dealing with a mold issue. Welcome, David. I live in a, it's a cinder block house, and uh, in the cabinets, it's it's bad in the cabinets and in the closets especially. You can, like, feel the moisture on the back walls of the cabinets Yep. and in the closets. And lately, it's, since it started getting colder, it's on the bedroom walls as well. So what are you actually seeing? Uh, it's It's green, green mold and moisture. Like like dew on the on the walls. Have you ever had this problem before in any of the past winters? Uh, last winter it, it was a little bit bad, and my wife cleaned it with uh, you know bleach and water and stuff, and it pretty much went away. But then in the cabinets, it started coming back almost immediately after she cleaned it. And how is your house heated? Uh, it's gas. So it's forced air? Yeah. Do you have a dehumidifier or a humidifier running? No, not at all. Okay, well, here's the thing. You may have a situation here where the mold spores are starting to take hold and they're multiplying, and that's why it's happening more frequently. It also could be uh, make it made worse by the weather conditions, and I, by that I mean the weather conditions inside your house in terms of the uh, humidity and that sort of thing. So what I'd like to suggest you do is a, is a number of things. First of all, when you clean mold, and you should only be doing this if it's a small amount, which it sounds like it is, although it's spread in different areas. When you clean mold, you want to make sure that you're killing the mold spores first. And you do that, the easiest way is to simply spray that with a bleach solution that's about 10% bleach and, and 90% water. And you let it sit. 
on the areas for a good 15 minutes. So you don't want to spray and wipe. You want to spray, wait, and then wipe. And that makes a difference because this way the bleach actually kills the mold spores. You're not just wiping them away and and, and moving them around, sending them back to the air where they're going to settle immediately. If you can spray it with the bleach solution and let it sit there and then rinse it off and clean it as a second step, that's important. Um, In terms of the closets... If you can get more air into those closets, and typically what we do in some homes is add additional vents to the closets. I don't know. It depends on the side, the way your closet is configured, but sometimes we put louver doors on them or add uh, vents to the sidewalls, that sort of thing. But if yeah. you could um, improve the ventilation in the closet so more of the warm air gets in there, and after you clean that, uh, that the, the, the closets and the cabinets, try to leave them open a little bit longer than you normally would so that the warm air from the house gets in there and doesn't let the mold kind of reignite that quickly because that warmth uh, from the forced air heating system is going to create a condition where mold really can't grow because it's going to be drying out that air. The moisture in the air is working against you here. And I know that we like to have a little bit of moisture in the house during the winter because the heat system can be very dry, but an excessive amount can cause a mold problem to develop. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, David. Well, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Hey, you weekend warriors, get ready for a chance to add some great tools to your arsenal. We've got details on your chance to win tools from Porter Cable and Black & Decker when we introduce our newest Facebook sweepstakes after this. The Money Pit is brought to you by Stanley Tools, celebrating their 170-year anniversary. At Stanley, making history is our future. To learn more, visit stanleytools.com. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And hey, you can visit facebook.com slash themoneypit right now for your chance to get in on our new Weekend Warrior Sweepstakes. We've got some fantastic prizes up for grabs, including three lawn and garden power tools from Black & Decker. We've got a blower vac, a hedge trimmer, and a string trimmer. But wait, there's more. Do you hate cleaning gutters? Well, Gutter Clear 365 protects your gutters from getting clogged with leaves and all that other gunk that ends up in there. We're giving away enough Gutter Clear 365 to do your whole house. And our grand prize is a set of lithium-ion 20-volt power tools from Porter Cable. This is a great platform of tools with all the big ones included. You get the drill driver, the circular saw, and the reciprocating saw, just to name a few. Yeah, it's a total of $1,500 worth of prizes. So fan us on Facebook to enter today. If you share the sweeps, you're going to get bonus entries, so you'll have more chances to win. It's all at Facebook.com slash The Money Pit. And while you're online, you can post your questions that you need a hand with at the community section of The Money Pit. And we've got a post here from Charlotte in Maryland who writes, I have an older roof that's starting to leak. Unfortunately, I don't have the cash to re-roof the entire house. Are there any less costly suggestions with regards to stopping the leak and buying time on the repair? Well, you know, there is. And uh, let's give you the secret that most roofing contractors don't give you. You can repair almost any roof. Any roof leak is fixable. Typically, roofs 
leak around flashing. So that's where the roofs intersect the sidewall. That's where roofs intersect each other. And that's where things come through the roof. What comes through your roof? A chimney comes through your roof. Plumbing vents come through your roof. So if you have a carpenter or a roofing contractor look carefully, they can almost always identify the exact cause of a specific roof. Yeah, but do they want to in comparison to the cost of replacing a roof? See, that's the thing. These guys don't make a lot of money with the small fix-ups. They make the money tearing off the whole roof. But sometimes you just got to put your foot down and say, look, I can only do this right now. So help me figure out where it is, fix it, and move on. And yes, you can do exactly what you want to do, Charlotte, in this case, which is buy yourself some additional time. Now, that said, if you've got roof leaks in multiple places or if the roof is leaking such that it's getting into the structure, into the sheathing and starting to decay any of the structure, then that's a problem. And that means you really have to find the way to get the whole thing replaced. But most of the time, these individual roof leaks are fixable without a complete tear off. All right. And next up, we've got a post from Julia in Tennessee who writes, can you recommend a good way to keep animals from getting into my garbage cans? I found nothing more effective than metal garbage cans with lids that you bungee cord on. You just go bungee cord from the handle to the handle and hold the lids on. If you've really got a serious animal problem, that is one way that they will stay away for good. Now, if it's a more minor problem, then of course you can use the plastic cans that come with the locking lids. But if you're you know, out in the country and you really got some critters, they are pretty smart. They're gonna knock those cans over and try to find a way to get the lids to burst open. That's why I always bungee cord them on in that situation. That seems to work best. You know what worked for us? We had a raccoon that kept knocking over the trash can. I put a brick on top of it. As long as it's heavier than the raccoon. (laughs) Right, as long as he doesn't throw it at me, we're good. (laughs) This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Coming to you on a beautiful fall weekend. We hope that uh, we've helped you tackle some of your fall fix-up projects. Maybe helped you save some money, save some energy, or get your house ready for the holidays ahead. If you've got questions, we can be reached 24-7 at 888-MONEYPIT, or you can post your question online at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.